Hey guys, welcome back to That Florida Feeling. I hope you guys have had an amazing week. Thank you guys so much for making the podcast episode about Publix one of the most played so far. I really appreciate it. Also, big shout out and thank you to Bones and Brunch Podcast for their shout out. Um, If you guys haven't checked out their podcast yet, you really should. Uh, It's two women from Nashville who do a true crime podcast, and they're just amazing. Uh, They have a great rapport. You you should just check them out, especially if you're into true crime. Um, Maybe one day we can do a collaboration episode. Who knows? But definitely check them out. They're they're amazing. Uh, Sorry for not being super active on social media this week. We all have those weeks, and this was definitely one of mine. So apologies for that. But thank you to everyone who liked, commented, and interacted with the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. You guys are amazing as always. Don't forget to like, subscribe, or follow. Again, whatever we're supposed to do and whichever app you're using. Um, As well as turn on notifications so you don't miss out on the newest episodes that are coming out. Um, Please leave reviews, guys. It would really help me out, especially on Apple. Uh, And for some reason with Apple, the written reviews help move you up in the ranks and for people to see it. So have your cat walk across the keyboard. Hit a bunch of buttons randomly. But as always, five stars and a written review would really help me out. Thank you guys so much. Now... I'm going to be honest with you guys. I had no idea what I was going to do this week's episode on. Um, I even wrote out another episode, got halfway through it, and was like, nope, not this week. So, after a lot of debating Google searches, probably was coming close to throwing a dart at a wall to figure out what I was going to do, I picked something I think we're going to like. And we're going to talk about haunted cemeteries of Florida. I mean, we're only a few months away from Halloween, so we're just going to get in that spirit a little bit early. Now, I know that when we think of cemeteries, a lot of people are pretty creeped out by them, uh, especially at night. They, they can be a little unnerving with the shadows. But honestly, cemeteries are the best preservation of history that we have. You can usually tell when things happened in the community. You can always tell how much people used to write on... Based on what people used to write on the tombstones, you definitely knew when they were born, when they died how the people felt about them and usually why they died. Um, And that's a really good preservation of history to know kind of like what happened uh, in the area you're living in. And of course, cemeteries can bring peace to the loved ones that want to still visit those who've gone on. And oftentimes it's just a really quiet place to together yourself. And cemeteries are also a place where people like to really show how much they love their loved ones or show what the people wanted to know about them or what the people that have passed on were into based on the kind of tombstones. And you guys, there are some amazing tombstones out there. That really is an art form in itself. Um, I know that I'm guilty of just walking through the cemetery and looking at the tombstones and looking at the dates. And it can be really interesting. Um, But of course, if you do go in there, just leave them be. Don't disturb them. Don't go in the wrong cemetery. And of course, probably shouldn't go to visit them at night. Especially not a lot of these in Florida. Alright, the first cemetery I'm going to talk about is one that I have actually been to and walked past just going to work. Um, and if you've ever been to St. Augustine, you know, you've probably heard of the Tolomato Cemetery. Um, it's on Cordova Street, and it's not a very big cemetery, but it definitely has a lot of history. The name comes from, and I'm sorry if I pronounced this wrong, Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe de Tolomato, or Our Lady of the Guadalupe of Tolomato. 
And like I said, it sits on Cordova Street. And if you've ever been to Mojo Barbecue in Old St. Augustine, it's the cemetery literally across the street. Like, that's what you look at if you're sitting there. Um, it's got a really pretty gate at the entrance um, and, a, and a stone wall around it. Um, it's just a really quiet, peaceful cemetery. Um, and it's really, really old, not very big. And it's just, it's really haunted. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about the cemetery before we talk about what's still hanging around it. Now, the cemetery itself was actually the site of a village that was out of St. Augustine. And at the time when it was, the village was there, St. Augustine wasn't as big as we know it today. Um, and then it became a Franciscan mission. And then now it's the cemetery that we see today. Now, the first time that this spot is noted on the map was 1737. And that was when the Spanish had the St. Augustine area. Now, the British took over in 1763, and when they took over, it caused a mass exodus of the Spanish people to go to Cuba. And since the Spanish were in the area, they had converted a lot of the Native Americans. So a lot of the Native Americans, and those were the people who were living in the Tolomato village at the time, moved with the Spanish to Cuba. And they just abandoned it. Um, and it remained an undisturbed area, really, until 1777. And in 1777, people from... New Smyrna left and were tired of what they were living in and just walked north to St. Augustine. And the people who came from New Smyrna were actually refugees and indentured servants from the island of Menorca um, in the Atlantic. And the, Minor the Menorcans, I believe I said that correctly, were in New Smyrna working on a plantation that I believe was owned by Turnbull, a man named Mr. Turnbull. And he had them on the plantation. They were supposed to work for him, but the conditions were so horrible that they, they couldn't take it anymore, and a bunch of them just left and just started walking to get to anywhere else. So when they arrived in St. Augustine, they were granted safety uh, by the British governor of the area and given land at the old village as a place to settle. I don't know how many there were, but the way it reads is that there were actually quite a few that came up from New Smyrna. Um... And the old mission and the village is where um, they set up. That was where the old mission was from the Spanish. And a man named Father Camps was set up there. And he, he helped them to get used to the area, to use the area, to benefit them. And it also became their burial ground. Now, the cemetery continued and the people moved out into the town. And so it became an official cemetery. At some point, it didn't really give me a date on that. There was no, like, official founding date for the cemetery. Um, but it was a mainly a Catholic burial ground in St. Augustine up until 1884. Now, side note about that date. There are some dates that say a little bit later because there were illegal burials in the cemetery after 1884. I don't know how that works. I don't know how you illegally bury someone without being noticed or... If you were noticed how it wasn't a big deal, I don't really get it, but it happened. And apparently the fine for such an illegal barrel was $25. Now, of course, today that doesn't seem a lot. Back then, I imagine it probably was quite a bit. Um, but I just think it's really strange that there were illegal burials. Anyways, um, the cemetery itself actually has a thousand, over a thousand people buried in it, according to the records uh, that they have in, I believe it's, it's in the Basilica. That you can see it today in St. Augustine. Um, but there's over a thousand people 
in this small plot of land. Now, if you've ever gone to the cemetery, you know that there are far from a thousand tombstones showing. In fact, there's probably only about maybe a hundred showing. Um, and the cemetery is home to a few notable people buried in St. Augustine. Um, America's first black general, and I'm going to say this wrong, George Biazou. Biazou. Um, he was a leader of the Haitian Revolution in 1791, and that's really how he ended up in St. Augustine. Um, there's also, if you've been to the cemetery, you notice that there is more modern-looking headstones in one of the front areas. That's actually a group of Confederate soldiers. There is a former beloved mayor of St. Augustine from the 1800s that's buried there. And, of course, the first bishop of St. Augustine, Bishop Verrat, is actually interred in the small chapel that you still see in the cemetery today. Now, side note, that chapel um, was actually supposed to be for Father Camps. He was... Um, so beloved in the town that they wanted to build him a house they wanted to build him his own little chapel house place that was his in that village area well he died before they finished it so instead of it becoming his house it became his we you could probably say it was like a mausoleum and he was interred there of course it was not what you see today it was a wooden structure that's since gone away and they've re they've rebuilt it into a ni the nice structure that you see today um Father Camps was eventually uh, taken from his resting spot here and reinterred in Cuba because he was so beloved in Cuba. Um, so today that is Bishop Verrat's final resting place. Um, and you can actually go see it. The cemetery is open uh, the third Saturday of every month. It's a free entry to get in. They do have free guided tours. You can look at the different tombstones and there are a bunch of different kinds of tombstones. Some above ground, some, of course, with the modern, with the Confederate. It looks like the U.S. military headstones. And it's just a really interesting place to wander around and to see and to find history. And they do have little maps that point out the more um, notable graves. They do have tour guides there to help you and to talk to you about each of the graves or the main ones. Um, and it's really interesting. They do take donations. Um, but if you ever want to go wander around that cemetery, because it is really historic and interesting, then you definitely want to go on the third Saturday of the month. Now, to the main part of the story, the hauntings. Now, this cemetery is actually really haunted. Um, there's a ghost of a bride or a woman in white that is said to roam the grounds. And, of course, if you've ever done any of the ghost tours of the city, you've probably gone past this cemetery and they've probably told you about it. Um, but you will see a woman in white roaming the grounds. They say that she is a woman who was buried in her wedding gown, and she still roams the grounds looking for her family or her long-lost beloved today. Now, the saddest ghost story to come out of the cemetery, um, and probably one of the most well-known, is that of five-year-old James Morgan, or Jamie as he's affectionately known. Jamie was climbing in one of the big oak trees that actually still stands in the cemetery today. Um, it's one of the ones near the front. He was climbing in it, and he fell, and he broke his neck. And this was in November of 1877. Now, he is actually buried below the same tree that he fell out of. And the tombstone is there, and you can see it. If you ever go to the cemetery gates and you look to the left, there's a little tombstone underneath a tree, pretty close to the wall, in the front by itself. That's Jamie. And the reason it's by itself is because his mother and father were going to be buried beside him, but they were so devastated at the tragedy they had dealt with that they couldn't bear to be in the town anymore so they just left 
Jamie, though, still hangs around to this day, and he's got a bit of a mischievous spirit about him. Um, he is known to make his presence to, or he's known to make his presence known to children. There's a lot of stories that people will say they're eating in the Mojo Barbecue place across the street, or they're walking down the street with their children, and their children will start waving at someone, and they'll ask them, "Who are you waving to?" And they'll say, "Oh, a little boy." And of course, the parents don't see the little boy. Um, and that's Jamie. Jamie also likes to sit in the tree and throw acorns at people passing by. But he is known to not throw an acorn if you say hi to him when you walk past. And I do this every time. It's just simply because I think it's very tragic to have a ghost child who hangs around and waits for people to notice him. Um, so I always say hi to Jamie. So if you're ever in town and you're walking past, say hi, Jamie. Um, yes, you do get strange looks. I don't care. I do it anyways. Um... But yeah, he is known to throw acorns at people walking uh, down the street. The other ghost that's really well known in that area is, and we're not sure if it's Jamie or a little girl that's also buried in the cemetery, is that if people walk up to the gates and turn their back to the gates, you can feel somebody tug on your clothes, like around your back of your shirt or your pants like a child would to get your attention. And there's plenty of, I've talked to plenty of people who are both you know, local residents and ghost tour guides who have said the same thing. You know, I'll be standing back to the gate to take a picture or to talk to the group I'm with or just to talk to someone. And I feel someone untie, like the ghost tour guides will wear the, the old clothing and they have a tie around their waist. They'll untie that or they'll tug on their clothes. And that would be very unsettling, especially if you weren't um, ready for it. Uh, now, the cemetery is also not just got haunted but it's also got a few interesting events that are linked to its past um probably the weirdest being bishop bishop verat now bishop verat died in june and he was a bigger man and they gave him the nicest casket they could which was an iron plated casket now it's florida it's june it's hot and you have now put someone into a iron casket and, of course, back then they didn't have the procedures we have today, so it was closed. That creates a very bad combination of things, and Bishop Verat got the name the Exploding Bishop for a reason. He was, of course, laying in his casket when they were doing his, um, I guess, funeral. And it exploded, which caused the funeral to end very quickly, and they bury him very quickly where he is today. Um, the other strange thing that's happened in the cemetery is the cemetery was known for, um, okay, the best way to explain it is back then people could easily be buried alive because of the way medicine and people didn't understand how things worked. And there's a lot of cases of people being buried alive and that's where you get the graveyard shift is because they would hire someone to go and to sit in the graveyard and listen. Uh, they used to put bells with things running down to people's wrists. So if they moved, they would hear the bell and they would go dig them up. Um, weird things like that, just to make sure that people weren't buried alive. Well, there's this one woman who had just moved to St. Augustine with her, uh, or to, to Mary, the man she did end up marrying, and she passed away, sadly. And they were having her procession and they were going down the street and there was a low-hanging branch and it smacked her in the face. Well, when it smacked her in the face, they saw her wince and she started bleeding profusely from her forehead. Corpses don't bleed. There's nothing to pump the blood through your body, so there's no blood flow. 
So when she started to bleed, they immediately knew that she was alive. They took her to get help and she made it. She lived a long, happy life. But her husband was stated as saying when she actually did die, that they left her in state for days to make sure that she was actually dead this time. That poor woman. Um, so there is a lot of interesting stuff around the Tolomato Cemetery. It's definitely a beautiful place to check out. If you ever do get to go on the third Saturday of the month, I recommend it. If you do walk past it at night, it's okay if you walk on the other side of the, of the sidewalk. I get it. But just always say hi to Jamie. Alright guys, so for the next cemetery we're going to talk about is much further south, and it's probably one you've heard about. We're actually going to talk about the Key West Cemetery. This cemetery is famous for a lot of things. Um, this cemetery was actually established in 1847, and it was established because the 1846 hurricane washed all the dead bodies from the cemetery, not all, but most of the dead bodies from the cemetery that was already in the town. And it left them in the forest, all around the island, it was just devastating. And that cemetery used to be near the West Martello Towers uh, that were in Key West. So the cemetery that you see today in Key West is the one that was established in 1847. And there are as many as 100,000 people to be buried there. That's what's estimated. Now, the older graves, you can tell, are the weathered and more ill... Ill hmm, I'm going to say this wrong. The ones that you can't read very well. <laughs> uh, those are the tombstones that are older. And you can tell the difference because the newer ones were created more as above ground, similar to the New Orleans graves that you see in those cemeteries. Now, the cemetery itself is full of history, and it does tell a lot about what Key West has gone through in the past. It's especially known for having quirky headstones. Um, and, of course, the oldest headstones in the cemetery date back to 1829 and 1843, and those are actually older than the current cemetery itself. So those were brought over from the cemetery from the 1846 hurricane. Now, the most well-known ghost from the cemetery is that of a bohemian woman that a lot of people think is the protector of the graveyard. And she's not very nice. She's been known to approach people who she feels are disrespecting the graves by either sitting on them, standing on them, or doing something that is genuinely not right. And she's known to appear out of nowhere with a very angry look on her face, and then to disappear, leaving you frightened, confused, and worried that you've done something seriously wrong with the desire to leave as quickly as you can. Um, I think if an angry woman appeared out of nowhere to me, I'd probably be running. Not even gonna lie. So if you do go to Key West, don't, don't incur the wrath of the bohemian woman. Now, the worst tale to come out of the cemetery is actually thanks to Count Carl von Kossel. You may recognize the name. Carl was a radiology technologist in Key West, and he was actually credited with helping a bunch of patients through tuberculosis. Now, while he was doing his job, he met Elena Hoyos, and he fell madly in love with her. Now, Elena was young and beautiful, and he swore she was the woman of his dreams. Now, Elena was known to be one of the most beautiful women in Key West, so I'm sure that she had heard that before. I have no doubt that he was... Not the only man who was obsessed with her, but he said that she was the woman of his dreams. She had, he had seen her in a vision, and he was genuinely obsessed with her, more so than anybody else on the island. He would bring her gifts. He would tell her how much he loved her. He helped her up until she died in 1931. Now, Carl even paid for her funeral, and with her family's permission, he gave her a beautiful mausoleum in the cemetery, and he would visit her every night. 
And he did so up until he got a brilliantly stupid idea in 1933. Now remember, that's two years after Elena has passed. He snuck into the cemetery and he took her with a toy wagon. So there's some forethought here. He thought if he took her home that he, she would get her spirit back and she would come back to him. He dressed her, he gave her jewelry, and of course he bathed her in the finest perfumes. Because no doubt she was pretty ripe at that point. Now there were rumors floating around the island that he had the corpse. There were rumors floating around that he did things to the corpse. Use your imagination. Um, but he was a very messed up man. And there's rumors even going around that literally everybody on the island knew he had Elena except somehow her family. I don't know how that works. I don't know if her family wasn't connected. Um, if they laughed it off. Well, I don't know. But apparently there are rumors that people used to sneak around his property just to see if she really was there and they could see her. And I find that to be so creepy. But anyways, her sister finally found out and she confronted him. And she was so upset. And that's when they discovered Elena. Now, they were rightfully upset and Carl was charged. But for some reason, the case was eventually dropped. I don't know if it was due to lack of evidence or they were tired of fighting it or they proved that he was mentally unstable. Either way, he was never fully charged with anything, which is really strange. And poor Elena was put on display for people to see because apparently they were surprised that she looked as good as she did. Um, I imagine that if he kept her as long as he did, he probably did do something to keep her looking somewhat like herself. Um, they were even saying that he put wax on her face and had a wig. And I don't know. It's a really, really messed up story, especially that she was put on display. But, it, but her family finally buried her again. And they didn't tell anybody where they buried her because they didn't want him fighting her again and digging her up now i don't know if she haunts the cemetery because there are sightings of a woman um but if she doesn't she has every right to um because that is just messed up another thing that the cemetery is known for is to hear in disembodied voices and usually it's a little girl so imagine you're walking through these beautiful marble tombstones down the rows and you hear a little girl and you didn't see anybody with a little girl so now you think a kid's lost so you go looking for her it's the florida heat is there really a little girl or are you hearing things? Is the heat messing with you? But you keep going. You keep following this voice and you think this little girl's playing a game until you look down and you realize that you have been led to the grave of a little girl who died when she was 12. And this ghost does this to a lot of people and many people having reported the encountering this little girl. But nobody's ever reported that she made him feel uneasy. Uh, she's apparently much nicer than that bohemian woman who just gets mad at everybody. Um, but it probably would be a little unsettling to hear a child's voice and not see a child around. You can say, the cemetery is also known for hearing other voices. Uh, things appear in your photos, seeing things move out of the corner of your eye, and no, it's not a roaming chicken. And the cemetery is absolutely beautiful. There are some really cool tombstones. They say some really interesting things, like one said that I, I told you I was sick, you know. So there's definitely a sense of humor that is Key West. Um, and it is a beautiful place, but Probably one you should only check out during the day. All right, the next cemetery I'm going to talk about is Spring Hill Cemetery in Brooksville. And I found this just to be an interesting cemetery based on the area and the history alone. Uh, the cemetery was built sometime in the 1850s, or not a specific date, and it was an African-American cemetery. It is the oldest, one of the oldest in Hernando County. 
Now, the cemetery itself is not a huge cemetery, but it's the history of the area that's what makes it so haunted. The area is known for lynchings, clan activities, grave robbing, and satanic rituals. Um, and if you've ever been up that way, you know it's a little more of a quiet country area. And the main thing that I find weird about this is that the haunting in the cemetery is said to see, have people seeing a person hanging from a tree. I don't know if that's like a residual haunting or where you just, I don't know. It's, but that, if I saw someone hanging from a tree, I'd be noping out of there in a heartbeat. Um, the other main thing that people see in this area is that there's a group of people standing around a plot. And it's not just one, it's a group of people. So I don't know if it's a family standing around a plot or who knows. Um, but they'll go, the people will see the people, they'll go over there to see what they're looking at, and when they get there, there's nobody there. The other one, which I find to be super creepy, is that there's reports of a child crying. But there's no child around. Imagine you're standing there, it's bright, it's sunny, and you hear a child crying, you turn around and you're the only one there. Um, there are a lot of children's graves in this uh, cemetery, and there's a lot of toys sitting around these graves. So someone deeply loved these children and did leave them toys. Um, I don't know if that's where the child hauntings come from, but a lot of people do report that you get a bad feeling in the cemetery and you just want to leave. They also say that they see orbs floating at night and in pictures. And you can still visit the cemetery to this day. And you can pay your respects to these people. Just don't, you know, don't mess with anything. Um, don't be surprised by the toys. And apparently another thing that this cemetery is known for is that there's the sound of footsteps that will come out of nowhere towards you. You'll turn around and they're gone. The other thing that makes this insanely creepy is that there's a fog that seems to come out of nowhere and disappear just as quickly. So if you're ever brave enough and you're ever up near Brooksville, you might want to check out the Spring Hill Cemetery. I'm not sure if I'm brave enough to do that. Um, the next cemetery is another old one, and it's the Coon Hill Cemetery in Santa Rosa County. The cemetery is actually in northern Santa Rosa County near Jay, Florida. Um, and this cemetery actually dates back to the 1820s, and it's the remain last remaining part of a town that used to be there, and the town was called Coon Hill in that part of the county. And, um, I'm sorry. I keep thinking of Coon and Friends from South Park. Sorry, guys. Um, so, Coon Hill, it's a ghost town now, or it, it would be a ghost town if any of it still stood. It doesn't exist to this day. And the town was actually created as a shelter for those seeking protection against the Native Americans and the ensuing Seminole Wars in that area. Now, the cemetery that stands today isn't near a town or really anything. Jay, Florida is really the closest town that I could find that was, was near it. Um, and people who still reside in the cemetery that are there that we know of seem to really like their privacy. Um, and this cemetery is home to a few haunts. The most famous one though is, um, uh, and I don't know why, apparently people try to walk around the wall of the cemetery. I don't know why you'd want to walk around the wall of a cemetery. I don't know if you're trying to get in, if you're, I don't know, whatever, but they don't like it. The ghosts do not like it. You don't do that. And people have been reported of seeing, of feeling unseen hands push them off the wall or pull them off the wall. And the wall isn't really that large. I mean, it's only a couple feet off the ground. So, I mean, I don't know if they feel like you're invading their space, if they're reliving some other thing, if they think you're attacking them, or if they generally just don't like the living. Um, so don't walk on the wall. Uh, 
The cemetery is also most known for its disembodied voices that tend to lead you all around the cemetery. You can hear a woman, you can hear a child singing, and there's nobody there. And they'll have you going all over the cemetery trying to find them. There's also a phantom cat or a panther. It's a black cat or a panther. I got both reports. That's known to roam the cemetery, scaring people who aren't supposed to be there. So, just to double check, you've got people who want to push you off the wall, lead you around the cemetery, and a cat that's going to attack you. Probably not a cemetery I'm going to go to. But the cemetery has a game associated with it that the kids used to do. And it's basically to see who was brave and who wasn't. And you're supposed to run around the inside of the cemetery and you have to make it all the way around to see if you're brave. Yeah, I don't think I'm that brave. Or stupid or anything. No. Um, the graveyard also has a weird legend associated with it. If you go there on a full moon, you'll get pregnant. But if you're pregnant and you go there on a full moon, your child will be possessed. So, the cemetery is full of history, of a long-lost town. It definitely has its legends, and it's definitely creepy. So, if you're brave enough to go to Coon Hill Cemetery, let me know. I would love to see pictures, but more pictures of it. That is one place I am definitely not going to check out, you guys. Mm -mm. Alright, the next cemetery I'm going to talk about, I'm probably not going to pronounce right. Sorry. It's Noonansville Cemetery in Alachua County. And the cemetery is also of a ghost town. Uh, it's the forgotten town of Noonansville. And this cemetery is also a very old one. It dates back to the early 1800s. Um, and it's, again, the only really thing you can see from that town. Which, by the way, I found to be a trend in Florida. Like, the town disappears and the cemetery stays. And then they're just like, yeah. And all these legends come out of it. Um, not a bad thing, just strange. Uh, but this town saw a lot of bad things happen from the Battle of the... Battles at the Seminole Wars, the railroad accidents, and the worst thing to come out of this town was an African man was suspected of murdering a doctor in the town. He was hunted he was hunted down after taking refuge in a house, and the house was set on fire. He was said to have died in the fire, but they lynched him outside of town anyways. Um, he is said to be the figure that roams the cemetery at night, and rightfully so. But he's not the only one. The ghosts are said to be seen roaming the grounds of the cemetery on most nights, but it's especially active on a full moon. And there's many, many reports of this. I found so many of just people seeing shadow figures roaming this cemetery. Um, so if you're ever in Alachua County and you want a good scare, this place is probably for you. Not me. Alright, the next cemetery I'm going to talk about is more of a current one. Um, and it's further south. It's actually Our Lady Queen of the Peace Cemetery in Palm Beach. Now this cemetery is actually a Catholic cemetery that was established fairly recently in, the in 1974. And the cemetery got its haunted reputation because there is an unnatural fog that comes out of nowhere and rolls through the grounds and stays. And I googled it and there are so many pictures and literally most of the pictures of the cemetery are just fog. And they don't know where it comes from. And people have reported feeling uneasy. And they see things walk through the fog. And the fog is so thick that you can't see far in front of you. And that only adds to its creepiness. They also see orbs floating through the cemetery. Figures moving out of the corner of their eye on their own volition. And it's a really pretty cemetery. Um, and it's... I, like, I googled it. I went on their official website. It's still in use today. Um, it is a very pretty cemetery. But very creepy especially when you see the pictures of the fog i kind of do want to go visit this one 
um, probably during the day, <laughs> but it just seems, it seems so eerie. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to go. If I do go guys, I'll post pictures. Um, so the next cemetery is actually a bigger one. And if you have ever been lived or really been in the Orlando area, you might've heard of it. And it's also the most haunted one in Orlando. It's the Greenwood Cemetery. Now, the cemetery actually opened in the 1880s, and it's a fairly large cemetery. It's 86 acres. And Greenwood was really the first formal burial ground that included record-keeping in Orlando. So, who knows what happened before this, this cemetery was established. Um, it is a beautiful place, but it is very haunted. Um, it's actually the final resting place for a lot of people from Orlando. But... The first story really comes to us about Mr. Fred Weeks. And Mr. Weeks was a well-known businessman. And he bought property from the cemetery. And when he realized it, it was it was swamp. Basically, he bought swampland. Okay? Right outside the cemetery. Sorry. Excuse me. He bought property right outside next to the cemetery. And he was, he was sold basically crap. He was sold to swampland. And he couldn't do anything with it. So he went to the people he bought it from and asked them just to buy it back at the same amount. He would give them the money, no harm, no foul. They wouldn't do it. The men he bought it from did not want to do it. So to get him back, he bought property, a plot at the beginning of the cemetery, and he erected a tombstone just so he could tell everybody who came into that cemetery what kind of businessmen these people were and how he really felt. Now the businessmen were so embarrassed by what he had done that they bought back the land. Um, but Mr. Weeks was said to never let it go. It consumed him. He was so upset and it finally took his toll. Uh, he passed away after he had bought yet another piece of land. Now this man has bought two pieces of land for this cemetery. The first one he erected a tombstone. The second one he erected a mausoleum and on the mausoleum, he put the names of the men. So this man really had it out for these men in this cemetery. But after he, he built the mausoleum, he did not last long. It consumed him so much. His vendetta got so big that he, he didn't make it. His wife left uh, with his children right before he died. He did not have a good life. And he was buried in the same place where he owned two plots. But he's not buried in either of those plots. But you can still say that Mr. Weeks is holding on to his anger even in death. You can still see him roaming or standing in front of the original property he owned next to the mausoleum and sometimes next to the where the original tombstone stood and he was known to be he was known to be roaming the grounds looking angry and i guess he still wants people to be warned about the people he's dealing with in this cemetery um but somebody cared for mr weeks because you can always find fresh fresh flowers on the mausoleum that he built to get back at those men now, the other thing that makes Greenwood Cemetery so haunted is that there's an area referred to as Babyland, and it's exactly what you're thinking. Babyland is the final resting place for children who are under the age of five, and most of them actually died in the infamous Sunland Hospital. Give you a background on this hospital. The hospital started out as a TB place for t uh, tuberculosis, but it was turned into a behavioral center for the mentally challenged youth. And a disturbingly large amount of children died there. And they didn't just die. They died on the same day they were born. 
So there's lots of tombstones in Babyland from this hospital where they don't even have a name. It's just got one date. And people have reported feeling uneasy. They report feeling sad. They hear children's laughter and they hear music playing out of nowhere. The strangest thing, though, that happens in that area is that they feel a sensation of their pants being tugged around their ankles like a child is trying to get their attention. And I found that just to be so sad. All right, another part of the cemetery is the Wilmot Mausoleum. And this was from an influential family that was in the Orlando area at the turn of the 19th century. And this family had a tragic event happen. Um, their grandson and his friend were swimming in a swimming hole. They misjudged the depth of the hole and they passed away in a swimming accident. They drowned. So they placed the grandson in the mausoleum and the rest of his family were eventually buried in this area. And they say that you can see the ghost of a male figure at the entrance of a tombstone. He's said to be old fa in an old-fashioned military uniform and never speaks to anyone, but he definitely takes you by surprise. He's said to come out of nowhere and disappear just as quickly. And if that wasn't enough, there's another, there's another haunting in this cemetery. And that's, there's, a, there's a famous grave of the cemetery of July Perry. And he was lynched in an act of racial tension in the area. He was actually lynched in Okoy, which is outside of Orlando. Sorry if I didn't say that right. I lived in Orlando. I still never learned how to say it. But I'm going to say it's Okoy, so it's my bad. Um, and he really died in one of the worst racial violence incidents in recent history. Um, his name was July or Julius Perry. And he was only protecting his friend from the mob. His friend had run to his house. He was, he was protecting him. The mob came, and he shot and killed two of them. Now, this only enraged the mob, and they ended up leading the tensions world over, and they ended up killing some 30 to 35 African Americans who were killed just outright. Uh, the final being Mr. Perry, and he was murdered and publicly lynched to send a, a message to the rest of the community. He is buried in the Greenwood Cemetery today. I did not find any official hauntings, like you don't see him roaming the area, but people do say they do feel uneasy around his tomb. Um, so it would not surprise me if he's not still around today. He definitely has right to be. Now, this cemetery also holds a memorial to the Pulse nightclub shooting victims. There's a, mem a veterans memorial, as well as several other people who are prominent in the Orlando area. This cemetery is absolutely a beautiful one, but it is absolutely haunted. Um, it keeps people coming to these beautiful grounds, but don't be surprised if you hear someone behind you and no one's there. If you feel someone tap you on the shoulder and no one's there. If you hear a child and you can't find one. All these things encompass the Greenwood Cemetery. And don't be surprised if people just don't want to leave because it's such a beautiful area. The final cemetery I'm going to talk to, talk to you about today is also from St. Augustine. And it's the Huguenot Cemetery. Um, the Huguenot Cemetery was uh, founded in St. Augustine. And it was also closed at the same time as the Tolomato Cemetery. So in eight, the 1880s. The um, cemetery did not used to be closed off as it is today. So if you've ever come into town and you're across from the fort, there's a cemetery. That's the Huguenot Cemetery. Um, it is definitely an older one. And it didn't used to be closed off. People used to be able to go in and to visit. And there's a, a judge that's buried in this cemetery. And he was said to be kind of a harsh man. He was known to keep his possessions with him. And he, has, he is said to have snuck up on people in the cemetery and tapped them on the shoulder. Um, 
and of course scare the crap out of you. Um, there's also a lot of orbs in the Huguenot Cemetery that are seen, and you can even just see them. Like, we were walking down the street one night, and you saw something move out of the corner of your shadow, and I wasn't the only one. Um, it's just a very unsettling cemetery, especially where it's at in St. Augustine. Um, so if you ever get the chance to walk past it, especially do go. Uh, you can walk past it at night at your own will, or you can walk across the street like most of us do. Um, but it's, it's one of those cemeteries that I feel the need to just talk about because it is it is historical it is really pretty but there are so many unvalidated hauntings from it but everybody always sees something so extra bonus one if you ever are in saint augustine and you ever are out at night which most people are walk past the huguenot cemetery see how you feel see if anybody taps you on the shoulder um and i found so many other haunted cemeteries in florida these are just the ones that really stuck out to me or that I had experiences in. If you've had an experience in a haunted cemetery that I didn't mention, um, you know, email me. Let me know. Um, I will be honest, though. I did not mention the Casadega Cemetery again, as I had already mentioned it in my previous Haunted Florida episode. So go back and listen to that if you want to know about the cemetery near Casadega and the Devil's Chair. It's actually a really cool story as well. Um... But there is apparently a lot more haunted cemeteries in Florida, so this will probably be another part two episode. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed hearing about the ones that I did choose to talk about today. And of course, there will be more. So we will have another haunted Florida episode, haunted cemeteries episode. And if you have any that you want me to add to those episodes, just email me. Thatfloridafeel at gmail.com. Just remember, if you do go to visit these places, to leave them as you found them, to be respectful. And whatever you do, don't do something stupid because you're going to end up like Florida man. And today's Florida man is actually one that literally just happened here in St. Augustine. Um, Well, he actually appeared twice. So this man was going to try to walk from Florida to New York in this hamster wheel bubbled contraction. I don't know. You can Google it. It, You've probably even seen it. It's literally recent news. Um, He was going to try to walk to New York and it really just looks like a large barrel. Uh, but he didn't make it far. He said it's his third time trying, and apparently the third time was not the charm. And what I don't understand is if he left in St. Augustine and he was going up to New York, how he ended up in Palm Coast, which is further south than St. Augustine. I don't think he planned this very well. But do not turn out like this man. Do not turn out like Florida man. You will be seen in the news, and people will have something to say about it. (laughs) So... I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Like I said, I'm sorry. It was, I really didn't know what I was doing this week. It's definitely been a week. Um, Let me know if you liked it. Let me know if you didn't like it. Um, Hope, But hopefully you learned something new, found a new place to explore, and you still want to come back next week for the next stop on our Florida trip. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to turn on your notifications. Please, 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 guys, leave a five-star review. It'll appreciate, I appreciate it so much. Let me know if you have any topics you want to hear. And as always, don't forget to check out the Instagram page, the Facebook group, and the Facebook page. And invite your friends. Tell them how awesome this is and check it out. But thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. And as always, that's your daily dose of sunshine.